1: So, it was a Friday morning. This is Kelly Canavan. It's like right before lunch, I was teaching religion. Kelly was Anisha's
2: first grade teacher the year he died, and was standing outside his school. The bells are from the church next door. I
1: remember, I was like sitting at my desk, and um, my friend who worked at the school popped her head in and asked me if Anisha was in school today. Then I said, no, why? And she said, no reason. And then, like, left. Anish went to a
2: private Catholic school called Our Lady of Perpetual Help. His family wasn't Catholic, but they wanted Anish to have the best education possible. Plus, the school was in Shade, not far from the Naras' home.
1: So I went to, um, like, our vice principal, and I saw on her computer that she was looking up Something and it was Anisha's picture with his mom, and I was like, "What is going on?" Kelly ran across campus to find the pastor, and he told me to sit down, and he told me that Anish and his mom were murdered, and that you know they didn't really have any answers, and that he thought I should go home because I was a mess, of course.
2: But Kelly didn't want to go home. Instead, she finished out the school day and then headed over to a student's house where parents had gathered to break the news to their kids.
1: So I remember sitting in their front room and we were all on the floor. And I remember saying, and I, I like always think about this, I was like, Anisha's so lucky because he's he's with God right now. And I was like, why am I saying he's so lucky? But like that's what I like went with. And I, like, think about it all the time because, like, no, that's not lucky at all. But that was, like, the best way for me to, like, explain to these seven-year-olds that he died.
2: Kelly and Anish were incredibly close, and his death left her reeling.
1: Do you still think about him? Yeah, I do. All the time.
0: It's been hard to find anyone close to Sasi who will talk to us. Seems like a lot of people only knew her as Anish's mom. So in some ways, memories of Anish are about Sassi as well. And when we find people who knew this ambitious and precocious six-year-old, memories pour out. Teachers, parents, neighbors, everyone wants to share about his young life. And everyone wants closure for this case.
2: So in this episode, we're going to find out who was Anish Nara, and what can his life tell us about this crime? I'm Ben Adair. And I'm Tinku Ray. This is Strangeland Season 2, Murder in Mapleshade.
0: Episode five, The Drop-Off.
1: Can you tell me where we're standing right now?
2: That's our reporter, Betsy Shepard.
1: This is his little garden. It says, Anish, love is all you need because that was his little quote that he randomly would say and write on all his papers, which is so sweet.
2: Anisha's memorial garden is outside the school. Flowers, a heart-shaped planter, and a bench are dedicated to his memory. There's a sign hanging on the gate with Anisha's name and his favorite quote, love is all you need.
1: When I had Anisha, his favorite color was blue. So the name on his sign is blue. And like when we had planted and done like our work in the garden, everything was blue.
2: Anisha's classmates used to come to this garden and say a prayer for him. They're in seventh grade now, but Our Lady of Perpetual Help closed down in 2020, so they're at different schools. Kelly used to frequently visit the memorial, but lately her trips are few and far between.
1: It's nice to get up here and visit it, since this is pretty much all we have to uh, kind of be with them.
0: Kelly is a lifelong maple shader. Before she taught at Our Lady of Perpetual Help, she was a student here, up until the eighth grade.
2: The school was always small, intimate, less than 30 kids in a grade. So Kelly knew Anish well.
1: Just being a teacher, I feel like everyone always says, oh, you can't have a favorite, you can't have a favorite, but deep down, every teacher has a favorite.
2: Anish made the days feel light, she says. He was a skilled reader, loved science and math. He was also a class clown.
1: Everything he did was like silly, or like he had this water bottle that when he would drink from it, would make like a dolphin noise. And like he knew that it sometimes bothered me, but he would do it anyway just to get everyone to laugh.
2: You can only imagine how Anisha's death hit his classmates. For the rest of the year, Fridays were especially difficult. That was the day of the week they all found out.
1: I explained to the parents that, you know, when we have to cry, we're going to cry. And when we want to talk about them, we're going to talk about them. And everyone was on board with that. If many in Maple Shade wanted to move on from the murders, Kelly's
2: classroom refused. They continued to celebrate and mourn Anish.
1: We kept his desk in our room because it just didn't feel right taking it out. So, you know, we had to stare at his desk, empty. Every morning we started with our journal and he would write about us. You know, he would write about his mom and um, I just loved to read it. Anish also wrote about
2: pizza and going to Chipotle with his mom. He wrote that his dad worked a lot and he was happy to see him when he came home. The journal was a key piece of insight into a first-grader's soul. Police confiscated it during the investigation.
1: It was hard to give that one up, and I had said if I could get it back, and they said, possibly when like the case closed, but that doesn't seem like that's going to happen.
2: It was in his journal that Anish wrote the phrase that's commemorated in his memorial garden, love is all you need, or... All you need is love.
1: I would always ask him, Anish, where, where do you get that? Like, who, what seven-year-old knows that? And he, he would say, his mom, I th- it's a Beatles song, right? His mom would um, play it on the radio or, like, say it at home. So we just leaned in on that, too, and we had that everywhere.
0: Kelly says she knew Sassy in the ways that most teachers know parents at a small school. Sassi was a room mom, and she'd seen her at parent-teacher conferences. Kelly says Sassi was sweet and receptive, always looking for ways to make Anish better. Contrast that with what Kelly says she heard another of Anish's teachers say about Hanu, that he wouldn't even look at her during parent-teacher conferences, kept his back to her for most of the meeting. Kelly says she didn't interact much with Hanu. It was always Sassi dropping off Anish at school and picking him up.
1: We had a little thing. He would run to her and then run back to me, give me a hug, and then she would just smile and wave, and she always nodded her head. In fact,
2: Hanu's appearance at school was so rare that when he did show up, Kelly took note. And he showed up at school on the day Anish was killed.
1: I was confused. I just didn't understand.
2: Hanu came in around noon, about halfway through the school day to drop off Anish's blue water bottle.
1: Which I remember being very confusing because uh, our principal had come down and was like, Anish's dad just dropped off his water bottle, and I was like, what? Like, I remember being, why? Why did he do that?
2: Hanu said Anish had left it at home. We have water fountains,
1: and it was not... He didn't need it. Let's just say that. Hanu's
2: visit was so out of character that after the murders, Kelly felt compelled to mention it to police.
1: And that was the day that he died, the same day. That night he was murdered, yeah.
0: During Anisha's short life, Kelly only interacted with Hanu a handful of times. But it was an encounter she had with him after the murders, at Anisha's funeral, that stopped her in her tracks. That's next right after the break.
2: The living room is where you make some of life's most beautiful memories, but your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant high-performance furniture from Ashley Store is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley Store's high performance sofas and recliners are soft, comfortable, and easy to clean for more mess and less stress. Shop the life resistant high performance furniture in store or online at Ashley.com. Ashley for the love of home. At the end of March, Anisha's school hosted a memorial for him and his mom. Hanu did not attend. The memorial was heartbreaking.
0: This is Christine. She's the mom of one of Anisha's best friends. She requested we use just her first name for privacy's sake. Just watching the first graders together and um, they were holding each other. you know, like they were such a small, close class and they all had their arms around each other and first it was and they played a video of Anish talking and he said, "Do you remember the end of the video? Love is all you need.
2: Christine's son. Anisha's friend was there as well. He still struggles to explain the way he felt.
0: The, the memorial felt like really weird to me like as like a kid I just saw like it was like a, another day at church until like I realized like what happened. It
1: was weird because it was
0: so sad. Yeah. Me and Anisha were good friends. We we hung out a lot in class. And it it was really weird to find out, like, what happened when I was in in first grade. Kelly Canavan stood up in front of the other students, parents, and teachers to eulogize Anish.
1: I spoke about how I told him, like, I can't wait to see what you're going to be when you grow up. And, like, I always said to him, don't forget about me.
0: There was also a funeral viewing service held in Highland Park, New Jersey, less than a week after the murders. It was a chance for people to say goodbye before the remains were sent back to family in India.
2: Kelly attended with a few colleagues from her school. They were dressed in white, as is the custom for Hindu funerals. The service was pretty packed, with guests milling between the two open caskets.
1: I actually think I spoke with the um, funeral like director because I, like, I was nervous, so I like snuck away and I, I asked her if he was going to look like the way I remembered. And she said a lot of his injuries were, like, on his hands and, like, the back of his head. So I wouldn't see them because, like, he probably had his hands up. There was
2: a line for the caskets and another for talking to Hanu.
1: I remember waiting, and I was really nervous to talk to his dad. I didn't really want to, so I was going to skip around him.
2: So when Hanu went out of his way, walked up to Kelly and started a conversation, she was caught off guard.
1: So I was really shocked that, like, he had, one, spoken to me, made eye contact with me, and he grabbed my hand and just told me how much Anish loved me and that I was, um like, a mother to him. I remember that. And I... Didn't really talk, I just kind of like shook my head and I said, thank you for telling me that because it meant so much. But after the service, what Hanu said started
2: to sink in and became more sinister in Kelly's mind.
1: She began to see it almost as a threat. He was like, you were like a mother to him. And like... If someone could do that to his mom, and, like, that's what, like, stuck out. If someone could do that to his mom, like, I was like, is someone going to hurt me?
0: If you believe you can achieve, if you work hard enough, their results will come. Stay focused, stay true, stay positive, dream big. This is Anish, his voice. He's reading from his journal, and it's included in a tribute video that was made by classmates and teachers at the martial arts studio, where he took classes. Anish was so young
3: and did not deserve what happened to him. He was never negative.
0: The short video includes a lot of smiling pictures of Anish, some with his fists up or out, posing like he's ready to fight or defend himself.
3: Let's see. I've got a file here of pictures with Anish. Give me a second here.
2: Derek Riddick is the owner of Strike Zone, the martial arts studio. Anish was one of his little strikers, his youngest students, age 5 to 10.
3: This is Anish and I. This is this is us at taking picture after the um the belt tests. And his mom was there, his dad wasn't there, but um This is my happiest moment.
2: He says Anish was a hard worker, came to class twice a week, always striving to improve, never wanting to settle. Even at age six, Anish was determined to someday become a black belt.
3: And his mom, you could see his mom. And this is how she's smiling, she's she's looking on, and she typically just stayed and watched. She didn't read or do her work or text message on her phone. She watched every class, and she very, very closely tuned to what was going on in every class.
2: Derek says on the rare occasion Hanu showed up at class, it was a very different story. Hanu wouldn't stay long and always looked really serious, stern.
3: Most of the parents who came in, they usually are, you, know, you see some smile at some point, you know, some... But he, it was always something seemed heavily, something heavy on his mind.
2: Derek got the call the morning after the murders. A student's mom called to break the
3: news. And she said, Derek, something happened in the Fox Meadows apartments, and based on the description and the news, it looks like it was a niche, and his mom, and she started to cry, and that's when I... Um, I just felt I just broke down I started crying and then I said it can't be a niche
2: Then a few days later Derek got a call from Hanu
3: I was surprised and my first my first response was to say how sorry I was so of course I said you immediately think of like gosh I have kids I've got kids so I I said to him, I can't imagine what you must be going through. But he was very calm and said that he had a a, you know Nisha's his bag, his, his boxing gloves, all his equipment, and that he wanted to drop them off at the gym so that I could have them, which which I said you know, sure, I was wondering why he wanted to give them to me, but again I don't know I don't know what's going through his mind. Maybe it's too hard for him to see the stuff, you know? I don't know. So I don't like to judge too much, but I thought it was a little bit odd that he wanted to give away Anisha's prized possessions. So this bag here in this photograph was left at my doorstep, and I got a call from his dad, or text message saying he left the bag there. And that was the last I heard of him.
2: Hanu was quick to get rid of Anisha's belongings, but Derek was committed to preserving them. He hung Anisha's shiny red and black boxing gloves on the wall at Strike Zone. Above them, a smiling picture of Anish.
3: I often think about what happened that night and I f- fully believe that um, whoever was trying to hurt his mother he was trying to protect her so from what i read he had cut marks around his arms and his neck so i'm thinking he's throwing punches and he's trying to grab someone so because he's a tough kid he's a tough kid and he's not one to he's going to protect his mom i believe that you know we learn to uh, we learn this this art to to protect ourselves and to protect our loved ones, so you know he he knew what he knew. He was trying to use, and um, and so he was a hero. So I think he died a hero.
0: After speaking with Anisha's teachers and friends, we have a much better idea of who he was the kid who would make everyone laugh and love to show off his karate moves. But we still know very little about Sasi and her relationship with Hanu. Was their marriage troubled? Why was Sasi's family so quick to point the finger at Hanu following her death? And was all this violence about money? That's next time on Strangeland. Episode 6 starts right now.